Thank you for tuning in. This is the Fit Minute Podcast, where we talk all things health, fitness, and lifestyle. And now for the show. Welcome back. I'm your host, Gabby Mazar. And on today's episode, I have Jonathan England. He is the founder of Earth Waking Eco Village and the author of If I Die Before I Wake, which is a a book that instills foundational skills to enable people to tap into their uh, into their deepest desires and unlock potential and uncover their gifts and paths, uh, as well as more. So thank you for coming on the show today, Jonathan. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for having me. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you today. Uh, this is the first time I've had somebody on the show that has that has an, an eco village lives in an eco village. So that's pretty exciting. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself um, and your journey uh, to your awakening or your journey to living and founding an eco village? Oh, uh, yeah. So it's a quite a journey. Where will we start? Where will we go? Um, so I, I was uh, my my younger adulthood, I was a broke, ignorant, blackout, drunk, atheist, beach bum. I, uh, how that part of the journey ended is I rented a car at a stoplight when I was blackout drunk one, one night I came to when I'd hit the car and like, what am I, what happened? And I just realized I was driving. I tried to run, but there was a cop that was sitting at the stoplight just so happened to be sitting right at that stoplight and, uh, pulled me over like less than a mile down the road. And I wound up going to jail sitting in jail, I um, was face to face with my self. I, I couldn't run anymore. I couldn't hide anymore. I couldn't numb anymore. Because the reason I was blackout drunk is because I was, there's so much pain in me that I was trying to pack and stack. I didn't know what to do with it. And I was just you know, depressed. And that was the only kind of escape I had was just blackout drunk. So now here I was stuck in jail having to uh, feel my feelings feel Be confronted uh, with all of that the shame the guilt i couldn't run i couldn't hide and so but what happened when i was there uh stuck with myself i had a thought it was like john you could have killed somebody now nobody got hurt but they could have and i'm like yeah i i know i could have killed somebody and, and it, I, I feel the shame i feel the guilt i feel the judgment i get it and but there's the voice was like but wait no but listen you could have you could have killed somebody i'm like yeah i know and the voice says, but if one of your decisions could hurt somebody, another one of your decisions could do what? And I'm like, well, they could help somebody. Aha. So, John, your decisions could hurt somebody or help somebody, which means your decisions matter. And if your decisions matter, that means you matter. I'm like, oh, and I realized at that point, the reason that I was, you know, broke, ignorant, blackout, drunk, atheist, beach bum, because I didn't think that I mattered. And so someone who I, has the identity of I don't matter, they do stupid things. But suddenly I realized that I do matter. And someone who knows that they do matter, they make different decisions and different actions. So in that moment, I decided I matter. And every moment from here on out, all my decisions are no longer going to hurt someone. They will always help people. And that was the beginning of my awakening process. So um, my book is about these five levels of consciousness or five states of conscious orientation, five ways to perceive reality. And so it's the journey through these five levels. My book is the path, the proof, and the process. The path is the roadmap. The proof is my journey through the, the 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 five levels and then the process or the kind of the tools, the cheat codes, the ways to transcend and the trance of each level. Um, so what I just described to you what of my awakening journey, that was me leaving level one, which is called disoriented, where you don't know where you're going and you're a victim of circumstances. And I went into level two, which is called goal oriented. So I set a goal that from now on, my, my decisions, my actions are going to help people. And then I'm like, well, how am I going to do that? 
And so I said, well, I'm going to build a family. I'm going to make my make and we're going to create a family and give them a life that I you know, always wanted and just give them the life that they deserve kind of thing. And so I'm like, well, how am I going to do that? And so I decided I needed to do uh, make a lot of money. I'm like, well, how am I going to do that? <laughs> and I picked real estate investing. And, you know, within my first 18 months, once I decided I, I found a mentor and once I I had uh, decided I found a mentor paid $10,000 that I didn't have to sign up for his program. I wound up within 18 months making $400,000. Within two years, I built a multi-million dollar empire. I became the guy, his name was Dean Graziosi. I became his number one student in 2012. Um, but that was the beginning of my journey. So now I'm in level two, very successful. But what I then realized was how, how it happened so fast is because I got a recipe. I'd been Instead of asking somebody who does not have what I want, how to get it, I asked somebody who did, paid for the recipe, paid for the course so I could get the recipe so I could, and I just implemented it. I did what exactly step-by-step what it said and, and it worked. And so then now I had money and I know how I got it was because I got a recipe. I went through personal development and then I... So then I kind of got addicted. I'm an all in kind of guy. Well, I was blackout drunk every night because I don't, I'm all in. Like if I'm gonna get drunk, I'm all the way. Whatever I do, I'm going all the way. So now I became all in for personal development. And I wound up, you know, at this point, I've invested over half a million dollars in personal development, just going to events and courses and trainings and all that stuff. And so I, I grew pretty rapidly from gaining recipes, gaining tools, getting mentors. Um, but that can only take you so far along the journey from that. That only got me really developed into level two and set me up for level three. But uh, from that point, it was a, it was a, a journey alone. To, I had to cut the trail myself to get through level three, four, and five. But uh, one of the things also why I live in an eco village, why I created an eco village, um, was because when I went to these personal development events, you know, I go like Tony Robbins event, and it's like wow, it's amazing, and all these people were just like alive and they had dreams and had goals and it was like really amazing but then i'd have to go back into what i call it the old world it's the new earth and the old world i'd have to go back into the old world where everybody just you're walking around all dead and if you get too happy or share a dream too big you get people tear you down and like i don't want to go back why can't i just live where we stay alive where we keep dreaming we keep growing and there was no place to do that and that's what the, that's how the village was actually birthed was from that idea of let's do the work and continue on the journey with other people that share a common future with us. You actually led right into my next question, which uh, was, so the experience of that. So, so that's what led you to creating it. So what's the experience you feel living in it and people that live there with you, they feel that same kind of energy that you give off that it's not like you're going into this, great place and and wow this is great and wonderful and then you're going into the old world or going back to the same thing the same issues the same problems you were having before in that mundane life or that's the the life that you were living wherever you were before you were trying to get to fix yourself right yeah so that's you know why people are here is because they do they do because there's you've got an old world identity, which is who you think you're supposed to be. You were you were programmed by your teachers, preachers, friends, family, media, and government. Um, and it came from this belief that we're not enough and we got to figure out how to become enough. So now the truth is we are enough, but we leave what's real in the pursuit of what appears to be, where we start doing things for our worthiness because we don't understand understand that we are worthy. 
So we start figuring out, well, who do I have to be in order to be worthy? Well, I got to be successful. I got to be pretty. I got to be smart, whatever the thing is or the things. And we go chasing that. Um, but it's still like, it's, it's not you. It's a fake self. It's a false self, a false separate self that doesn't even exist. And you've given up everything for nothing. And at some point that has to die in order to wake up. And so the people that are here at the village are the ones that realize, hey, I'm not loved for what I do. I'm loved for who I am. I'm not a human doing. I'm a human being. And they, they, they're they committed to the journey. I, I say it's an 18-inch journey from the head to the heart, from the mind through the emotions to the heart, from slavery to freedom, from Egypt to the promised land. So it's the people that made the decision to, to go in, to, to take responsibility for their reality and realize that it's a complete inside job. So we uh yeah that's what uh that's why people are here to to wake up to the to their true self i say there's a an ideal self which is who you think you're supposed to be it's your mask it, and then there's a real self your emotions so the ideal self is your mind the real self is the emotions this is what you feel underneath the mask underneath the fake smile you really don't feel you feel like well i'm not enough i'm not smart enough whatever but then underneath that if you can go through that you can get to your true self which is this is your soul your infinite internal perfect being so this is this village is for the people that have made the commitment to make the journey from their head to the heart to the kingdom seek first the kingdom all else will be added so they've decided and uh i always say stop hanging out people share a common past hang out with people share a common future so this is for people that share the common future of making it to the kingdom within and then we birth the kingdom without from the inside out and what is it like what do you do what do you do uh, we all do something different. So it's a thing at Earthwaking. Our core message here is your only job for being alive is to be you. The only way you can possibly fail is by trying to be something you're not. And your difference is the only thing that can make a difference. So we're all different and we all do different things here. But we're living here, uh, living in our true selves, our true identity. Our, like, it's like we're colors of the rainbow. There, now, there's only one light, but there's infinite amount of colors. And so we all express different differently. Um, so like some of the people just love working in the garden. So it's, we're regenerative community where we've got our own food and water and energy shelter. Right. Um, but some of the people just love, like we've got massive greenhouse, the whole place is food everywhere, which is food forest everywhere. Um, and some people just love working with that. Some people love like it's just whatever the thing is that they, they, they do their thing that it, they were built for. Um, but, but we all, every morning we eat breakfast together. And uh, we've got this game that we call uh, we call dysfunction. And so there's two things that make us specifically this unique aspect of the new earth different than the old world. Um, one is radical transparency. The truth will set you free. So it's like nothing is hidden here. You don't hide anything. You can't even you can't even hide here if you wanted to. Uh, but two, we put the fun in dysfunction. Because the reason people are hiding is because they're ashamed. They've got all this guilt and shame and judgment. And so when we put the fun in dysfunction, it brings this shit to the surface and then it can let it go. And so we got this game we call dysfunction. And we and how it consists of what we call the litter box that we put in the middle of the table, the breakfast table. We got a huge circle breakfast table in the litter box. That's where you put your shit. <laughs> and so the shit is if you experience anything other than peace, love and joy, then you have to be lying to yourself. Because love is the only thing that exists. So once you experience something other than love, it's a, it's a trigger. It's something coming up 
coming to the surface. So rather than packing stack and shoving it down, you throw it in the litter box. Now, when it goes in the box, it's your shit. In the morning, when we pull it out, it's our shit. And we all, and we do breakthroughs to, to, to find out, find it all inside of all of us. Cause if it's in any of us, it's in all of us. And we get, and we do breakthrough processes to make the journey and to, to, to let that go, let go of the, uh, the, the small self, that's the identity of believing that, you know, we're not enough or whatever. And so we do that. We do that every day. And sometimes we'll sit there at that table for a few hours. Sometimes we'll sit there, we'll sit there at breakfast and we don't even leave. It's lunchtime and then, and lunch comes out and we're still sitting at the table because we're just doing so much work. And, uh, and then the work that we're doing here, it's like, it's for all of humanity because uh, at some point you realize that there's only so many dysfunctions. There's so many paths that people can take you mm-hmm. know, of dysfunction and, you know, we've dealt with pretty much anything you can think of here. So it's, you know, we just, so it's a lot of fun. There's no, there's no, you know, we confront the dysfunction. We say fear comforts dysfunction, love confronts dysfunction. So we confront the dysfunction, but it's an enjoyable experience. And let, like, if you're the one on the hot seat, cause you'll put your stuff in the bucket, but you also, if you see somebody else that's triggered, then you throw their stuff in the bucket. Like, Hey, so-and-so was triggered because of this. And you throw theirs in the bucket. So when you're the one on the hot seat, it's not so much fun in the moment. Sometimes it is. Sometimes, you, you know, it, but the, the suffering comes from resistant, resisting what is. So if you resist, then it, you know, it kind of, it's not everybody else is laughing, but you're not. But then on the other side, you're, you're laughing too. So <laughs> yeah, because we all have, we all have our shit, you know, yeah. everybody, everybody has something. We've all had trouble. We all, we've all been through something. Everybody's had experience or, or felt that way. We all do every single person. So it's not like, and I'm sure we all share some sort of experience with other people too. So that's, it's not like you're on an Island by yourself experiencing this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You've got your own flavor of whatever that dysfunction is. Cause sure. because the core of it is a belief like, cause as I said, shared earlier, I was a broken or blackout, drunk, atheist, beach bum, rear ending car at a stoplight because that was the identity. I, I didn't know that I mattered. I didn't know that I was worthy of love. And so that's where the actions came from. And I shifted my identity and now there's new action. So you'll know them by their fruit. So your, your fruits are the results that show up in your life, but your thoughts are the seeds. Your mind is your garden. So the beliefs lead, lead to the emotions, lead to the actions, lead to the results. But if you if you want new fruits, you got to sow new seeds. If you want new results, you got to take new beliefs, new ideas about who you are. And uh, so when there's a fruit that shows up, uh, a result in reality that shows up that you don't like, then it, it ties back to some sort of limiting belief you have about yourself, about why you're why there's something wrong with you. Or like, like you know, again, I'm not I'm not enough. I'm if, a fear of being uh, rejected, a fear, of, you know not belonging there's whatever the fears are and so we we trace it all the way back to the to the core fear and then we do breakthrough that release that fear inside of all of us so we all let it go and we all grow and and transcend together yeah how do you feel your perspective has changed from let's say your old life to your new life and how you're living now uh, I mean, it's completely, it's like a veil has completely been removed because in my old life, I was, I was like trapped inside of my mind. It's like, I was trapped inside. Like sometimes I'd have depression and sometimes I'd have anxiety and I didn't know that I, it, I, I thought that I was just, that's just what I have to deal with. And so I was trapped inside of, of all of just the circumstances, not realizing that I was responsible for them. 
So one of the core things here is that uh, as we speak about awakening, that making that journey, how you make the journey to your heart, to the truth, to awakening is you is through responsibility. You take 100% responsibility for your reality. So I can see very clearly if anything shows up in my reality, it's, it appears without though it is within this world is just a mirror reflection. So you can, it, you can see it so clearly um, in, in this reality that we sit inside of now, uh, nobody here has, it, it's really weird if you, when you see a blame showed up, shoot up, if you see yourself blaming someone or something, or you see somebody else blaming someone or something, it's really weird here in the old world. Everybody blames everybody. It's a, Oh, it's the government's fault. Oh, it's Biden's fault. Oh, it's Trump's fault. Oh, it's COVID's fault. Oh, it's my boss's fault. Like everybody, but here that doesn't exist. And it's really weird when you see yourself or somebody else blame, you're like, well, that's really strange. Why am I doing that? So it's really going from blame to responsibility is like a key thing that uh, you really, it's very drastically different here in where we are in the new earth versus where the old world is. It's well, like it's a, it's a definite shift in in reality too because what is real here and what is real here i mean reality is definitely in the eye of the beholder so uh, the reality of what you see as blame is normal and now what you see as wait we don't there is no blame we're responsible yeah. here like that that is that's the reality of it, taking taking responsibility and owning your part in whatever whatever is playing out is is a whole different kind of awakening, I guess. It's it's an awakening to to your part that you play in whatever is happening in other people's lives. Because I think I think how how I see a lot of things and what I tell people is you always have to look at things from like people live in a very selfish world. Whatever people do, they're not thinking about you. They are always thinking about themselves. So their actions towards you are solely based on how they feel, how how they are reacting. They don't care about you or your reaction or what you're thinking. It's it's them. So if you're feeling insecure because someone said something to you or someone feels this way or someone it's not has nothing to do with you. So that's it's definitely a shift in that's a shift in perspective and a shift in reality, because if you're looking at it from taking responsibility on the other side as as that person that's blaming other people because you're the selfish person, you know, you're no longer thinking things from a selfish perspective because you're not blaming somebody else anymore because it's not their fault. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't have said something this way or felt this way, you know, in this manner because it, that wasn't how the situation necessarily was, you know? Yeah. And so, and it's extremely liberating when you do that because now you're no longer victim circumstances being like sh shrunk down you 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 cut all that illusion because there's no circumstance on this planet that's bigger than you the only thing you're in control of is your smallness so we play small by blaming but only because we want to be in control because you're not in control of love you can't control love it's the only thing that exists so we package we we try to package love we try to package and put conditions around our experiences so that we can be in control of them but uh, i say this thing you do the wrong thing so long the right thing feels wrong and so it, it feels really weird when people first get here to the village because uh, 
we're all walking around completely free and liberated. And then like, you'll, somebody else will show up and they, they'll have their, there's this thing that people do in the old world because they're still trying to earn their worthiness. They're tr still trying to get the world to convince them that they're worthy. So they, they do this thing that we call it scoring. They try to score points. And so they're, they're trying to figure out what you want them to do. And if they can figure out what you want them to do, they're trying to perform. And like, it doesn't work here. Like we are like, are you like trying to score points? Are you trying to get, <laughs> you trying to figure out what I want so that you can do it? Cause your job is to just be you. And if you're trying to figure out what I want and then do it because you think that I want it, then you're not being you. You've lost yourself in what you think that, what you think I think about you. And so it's really, you can see it so clear when somebody shows up with that codependency weirdness going on. It's weird here. Out there, it's it's weird for somebody to be sovereign in the old world. Here, it's weird for somebody not to be sovereign. But there, you know, it's it's really liberating for yourself when you take responsibility. But then also when you're surrounded by people that are taking 100% responsibility, they're not looking at you like trying to figure, trying to get you to change so they, they can be okay. They're just unconditionally okay and sovereign. It's like, wow, there's like so much space to just be. And, uh, but it is wild when you see somebody come in that has not, <laughs> has not been doing the work of taking responsibility. And because when they haven't taken done the work of taking responsibility they also think that it's somebody else's responsibility to make them feel a specific way so they're trying to figure out how to get you to like them so that you'll they, they can do whatever they got to do to get you to like them so you'll do whatever they need you to do so they think that they're liked and it's really weird uh, you know now when they come in but again in the old world it's weird for somebody to walk around sovereign and free <laughs> How do you think that that could positively impact other people on a larger scale, like outside of outside of where you are? Yeah, I mean, that's it's the whole thing. That's that's the reason the world is the way that it is right now is because everybody's packing and stacking. And see, we're we're creators created to create in the likeness and image of God. We got the full power of God, but we've been conditioned to consume we're creators conditioned to consume. So we shifted the identity from creators to consumers. And now we're living as consumers like these black holes and we're packing and stacking because we don't want to feel our pain, but we're not here to feel happy. We're here to feel fully. Once you feel fully, then the, then the, the only thing that's left is the love. So the energy in motion is just love that comes out of you. But if you're running around trying to figure out how to get the world to make you happy, then you're going to be a black hole consuming everywhere, but you'll be packing and stacking and blaming and then at some point it's going to pop. And that's why you, we got, we're on the verge of World War III right now because nobody's taking responsibility. They're blaming everybody for everything. And then you got the woke thing going on where you're not even allowed to say a word. Like you better make sure you, you like say he, her, she, him, whatever the thing, like you can't defend anybody, but we're the exact opposite here. I say, I love you too much to not offend you because the only thing that can get offended is what you're not. You can't get offended. Your soul can't get offended because all you are is love. But what you what's feeling the offense is actually your ego. It's your false identity. It's what you're not. So I love when someone gets offended by something that I say, because it brings it's all it's doing is bringing their lies, their shit to the surface. And then we get to work on it, let it go. But they're judging it. I'm not. And I'm just discerning it. Hey, yeah, that's going to keep you trapped and stuck. But what needs to happen is for because how you create a really, really, really big problem is you ignore the small ones. If you ignore and deny the small ones, they're going to grow. And that's where the world has gotten to because people are walking around on eggshells trying to make sure there's, there's this 
thing where we're programmed in to, to think that if you love somebody, you're just going to keep the peace with them. But that's not what love is. Like if the goal of a family is not peace, the goal of a family is love. And sometimes it takes the exact opposite of peace to get to love. Sometimes it's a difficult conversations you don't want to have that create the connection that you've always yearned for. So if people would like out there in the world, if, I mean, it's difficult doing this out there in the world because people do want to just do the same thing they did to Jesus. Is he standing up just telling the truth? And they're like, we've got to kill the truth because it's going to it's going to destroy what we've created. This false consumeristic reality that we've created. The truth is going to destroy it. So it's tough out there in the world. But, uh, you know, how I how this was birthed, because I just kept telling the truth and kept getting my head chopped off over and over. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to stop telling the truth. And then sooner or later, it just starts to filter out the people that want to live in lies. They, they get further away. And the people who want to live, like love the truth and want to live the truth, they get closer. And suddenly it's very, the, the heaven on earth has been birthed. So with your book, If I Die Before I Wake, it, tell me a little bit more about it, what it's, what it does, how it helps people and exactly kind of the process behind it and what your purpose was for it. Yeah. So uh, as I was mentioning earlier, there's there's three parts to it, the path, the proof and the process. So it's going to take it's, it's a journey from the head to the heart, but it's through these five levels of consciousness. Um, and how it came about was I had taken a journey through the five levels and uh, I didn't know that there was five levels. I didn't know anything about that. I was just living my life, just just taking responsibility for reality and just kept you know moving forward. And um, my 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 inner world and my outer world just kept altering. And so I was driving across the country. Uh, I can't remember where I was going or what I was doing, but I remember I was in the car driving and suddenly I had a, I had a journal that I always kept next to me and my, I, I opened it up and my hand just starts writing and I'm like, what is it writing? <laughs> and it says, it says five levels of consciousness. I'm like, okay. And then it's like, it starts to write what they are. And it gave like, like, the, the labels for the, the five levels. And I'm like, okay, well, what are they? And then I was shown that there was this, you know, these different points in time of my life. There was like different chapters of my life. At this chapter, you were in level one. This chapter, you were in level two. This chapter, you're three, four, and five. And so what was different about you here versus here, here versus here? And, and so in part one of the book, it's describing those five levels part two, it's sharing my journey. So you can watch, you can witness me go through them. And because as you, because you learn best when you don't know that you're learning, as you're just like watching a movie or reading a story, and it just starts to happen inside of you as you're, because you'll relate to me as you're going, as you're watching my journey, you'll relate to me and you'll have an awakening process as you're just hearing me and and experiencing my experience. Uh, It'll start to awaken you as well. And then again, the part three is the, the the process, which are the tools that you can use, you know, the cheat codes that I found in order to, hey, just don't do that. It's like the recipes. Don't do this. Do this. Don't do this. Do this. And so um, uh, the five levels, level one is called disoriented, where you're just like a pinball getting bounced around. You don't have any, you don't know where you're going. And it's the victim mentality. This is where the majority of humanity is in, um, where you're just... I'm I'm playing I'm playing the hand of cards the best I can, but I got dealt a crappy hand. It's the best I can do. You know, poor me. Um, level two is called goal oriented, 
this is where you start to say, okay, wait a minute, I'm a creator of my circumstances. If I want more money, I, I've got to set the goal. I got to either, you know, get a better job or build a, build a business or do something. It's if, if I'm poor, it's because, I, because I'm choosing to be, and I can choose not to be. And you start making the decisions and setting the goals and then doing what it takes. And it's like, level two is like a, not thy will, but mine be done. And nothing going to stop me from my goals. I'm doing it no matter what. And so you, you, you know, you keep setting the goals and, and taking the actions, getting the tools, the tactics, the strategies, whatever you got to do to, to get there. Now, level one, you live in the past, which creates depression. Level two, you live in the future, which creates anxiety because you're still attached to the outcome. You're waiting until you get the thing to, in order to feel happy. Oh, I, once I get that house, then I'll be happy. Once I get that spouse, then I'll be happy. Once I get that bank account, once I get that car, whatever the things are, the goals that you're setting, you think those goals are going to give you something. But at some point in level two, you're going to realize it's, it's never enough. I thought it was a million dollars going to make me happy. And it, now it's not enough. I need $10 million. And you just keep going. I thought it was a wife that I needed, but now it's a wife and a girlfriend, right? And it's like, it's never enough, no matter what. And then at some point, so all of humanity is going through these, these five levels. It, what happens to the individual happens to the collective. What happens to the micro happens on the macro. And so each individual is going through them, but all of humanity is going through. And humanity collectively is in level two. Even though the majority is in level one, the collective consciousness is in level two because that's what they think the end of the game is. So that's where they're, head, they're, they're, they're giving up everything to be successful, to, to, to consume enough so they'll finally be happy. But humanity has to get to level three or we'll destroy ourselves by destroying our environment because we're just destroying the planet because we've we've been trying to consume uh, happiness, but it's never going to happen. That's why there's the outer reflection of what's going on inside of ourselves. The, you know, we've destroyed rainforests, destroyed so many different species of animals. So we've got to get to level three, which is when you get to level three, it's when you move into the present moment. And you merge with everything. It's called journey oriented because you realize it's not about the destination. It's about enjoying the journey. You release your attachment to outcome and you just become one with everything for all of eternity. You, you leave time and space and you enter into the, the oneness. Um, and you realize that everything that you've been looking for, it was you. It was in you. It was you the whole time. So that's but that's level three. It still goes on a little more. But if you can just get level three, you're, you'll be good to go. That's 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 the death. So there's a death and the resurrection. Level three is the death of, of who you're not. It's the death of your ego, the death of your separate self. And then level four and level five is when it resurrects. Level four is when it resurrects. Level five, I call level four value oriented because now that you found everything you're looking for and in level three and level four, you start to like a fountain, you start to overflow it out into the world because you got plenty. It's an infinite well and you realize it's in giving that we receive. And the more you give of it, the more you receive of it because we're all one and you're only can ever just give to yourself. And so you provide value in level four, but then level five, I call soul oriented. And this is the level of not my will, but thine be done. And the reason uh, level five is important and distinguished from level four is because you can't see the picture when you're inside of it. Level three, you leave the picture. You're not in a, a small uh, separate self. You're, you're one with everything. Level four, you enter back into this limited perspective, but carrying the awareness of the oneness but you're still only using your own kind of guidance. You remember the oneness, but you're living in the, in the separate self and you're, you're doing your best to bring the oneness into the world. But you can't see the picture when you're inside of it. Level five is like you get a GPS where 
the GPS because in level four, you could be all right. I'm going. I'm I'm going to from uh, Alabama to Florida, and you're like, I know the way. I've been this way a thousand times, but the GPS says take a left right here. You're like, eh, no, I'm I'm going this way. I've been this way a thousand times. I, and you really do know what you're doing, except you don't understand. There's a you get like three four hours down the road, and there's a bridge out. Now, the GPS was trying to tell you to reroute because it knew there was a bridge, but you didn't know there was a bridge ahead because you were looking from a limited perspective. So level five, you say, not my will, but thine be done. You surrender your life over and let it be guided from the oneness while you're perceiving everything from the, the separate self. And so they, they heaven and earth merge when, in level five. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. A lot of stuff, a lot of information. <laughs> I get really, I get really inspired and excited <laughs> about the five levels. <laughs> so, so if people are interested in kind of looking inside and trying to find themselves, um, find skills to tap into their inner being, into their inner innermost fears and gifts and all of that stuff, and open up to kind of a new perspective and a new new way of thinking how would they find you or find your book uh you can uh find my book if you go to findyourpurposebook.com you can go and uh just put your name and email address in you can download it for free the pdf version and also the audio version um and you can go to jonathanearthwaking.com it's j-o-n-a-t-h-a-n earthwaking e-a-r-t-h-w-a-k-i-n-g jonathanearthwaking.com you can download my book. I've got an event. It's called Awaken Life Live. We've had tens of thousands of people who've attended that event, but it's built on the five levels of consciousness. So it's built around that. So you take the journey over two days. It's 12 hours a day for two days straight, but you can attend for absolutely free. It's our gift to the world is humanity now. Humanity needs it now more than ever. And so it's a gift and you can come attend it. We have people come through there and they might, there's been people this is suicidal. They're, this is their last ditch effort. And, you know, you'll watch because I'll do a one, I'll do a breakthroughs right there in front of the whole, everybody. I'll do it right there with a person. You'll watch them make the journey. And so suicidal people, bam, all of a sudden completely set free. We've had people with cancer, people on hospice that come to life right there. And they're, they're they were hundred percent chance of death on hospice. And then we've had, I know four specifically people that were on hospice, hundred percent chance of death within a month. And then they've came out of hospice. Now they're back alive, not just surviving, they're thriving. Um, again, COVID, cancer, no matter what, we heal all that stuff. So powerful experience. But you can, if you go to jonathanearthwaking.com, there's a button that says attend the event. So you can just put your name and email address in there and, and check that out for free. If you want to come to the village, there's also a link there that says, hey, I want to come check out Heaven on Earth in person, live and in person. So you can come on down here and uh, check out our village. And, and experience, experience an eco village and some... Yeah. Maybe you can do some farming yourself. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, I will definitely have uh, all of that information. I'll have your websites in the show notes as well. So if anybody's interested or wants to check out your book or wants to check out your village, I'm sure that people are certainly interested in that um, and finding out more information. But thank you, Jonathan, so much for coming on the show and sharing your very enthusiastic uh, <laughs> enthusiasticness about your book and about your village. It's 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 interesting it's it's definitely a different life and a different perspective uh than i think a lot of people would ever do and uh it's it's good to know that people will do it and people will open up to to other people and think differently because you're right i think i think we do need to 
to have a different kind of thought process now because we're we're definitely blaming we always blame the other side and it's just not how we it, it leads to bad things we've seen history repeat itself over and over again and we just don't want to see that it leads to a lot of death and destruction and that's it's happened for thousands of years so maybe we can maybe we can change the world and change the path and lead to a better tomorrow so yeah well, so th thank you again for having me on uh, uh hope your uh, listeners enjoyed it <laughs> yeah thank you so much i do appreciate it and all of that will be in the show notes and uh, i'll link that so they can find your book but thank you everyone for listening and we will see you all next week Bye.